Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your presence. And we thank you that you are who you say you are. Father, thank you that we just invite Holy Spirit that is ever present to come upon us now and to just bring a holy awe and a, and a presence, your, your, your coming upon us presence like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. It was interesting this morning as I, before speaking, started speaking to some of the people. I spoke to Angela and I spoke to Carl and Brian and, and Colleen. And as they prayed, and God has just revealed that he's confirmed his word this morning, which I'm really grateful for. Because preparing a word is a, is, is a heavy responsibility. And I don't take that lightly. And I thank Gabe for the opportunity to share this morning. The whole week when I was praying to prepare, the, the Lord was drawing me back to Moses, all the time back to Exodus 3. And I asked the Lord for a confirmation. And soon as I started typing my message and getting it ready, I had a phone call from someone with the most incredible testimony. And it was exactly a confirmation of the word of God this morning, which I'm going to share with you. So bear with me. The, the title of my message actually is Take Off Your Sandals. And I want to actually ask you this morning, will you be prepared to take off your shoes right here, right now, if I tell you, take off your shoes? Is that what we're going to do? Will we be obedient? I love it. Check that spot. It's holy ground. Because you see, we've become so prim and proper, so dignified. So the way we want to see God move where it's comfortable, where I can... I can feel safe. It's not too much effort. It doesn't take too much from me. I, I just have to be comfortable. It's good that we, we want to package God in the way we want to receive him. But I want to remind us today, he's God. And he's other. He's different. I know that in the scripture, he picked um, Elijah. Is it Elijah? He picked up on his, by his head. I mean, God is different. Can we allow him to be who he is? So be comfortable. I'm not going to ask you to take off your shoes. But I'm going to ask you to take off your, open your heart to receive from the Lord this morning. We see the next one. I'm just actually going to page myself. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Holy ground. Again. I see some people have taken off their shoes. I love it. Thank you. Because it's a prophetic act of obedience. If we look at Exodus 3, verse 3 to 5, in the Amplified Classic Translation, it says, And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And God said, do not come near. 
Put your shoes off your feet, for the place on which you stand is holy ground. I love words. I love that we must not be familiar with words, with the scripture, because God speaks through his spirit different messages through the same word for the past 2,000 years. And if we take the word of God and we break it up, what do we see in this passage? We see the word now. So I want to say to you today, right here, right now, now is your word. Now, you are here this morning to hear this message. Not, oh, should I go? It's such a nice day. Yes, you decided to be here by the Holy Spirit that drew you because he's speaking to you right here, right now, today. This is your now moment. And that's what Moses had. He said, now. So C is to observe, to take note of, to recognize what do you see when you notice? I mean, you see a burning bush that doesn't burn out. That's going to draw your attention. But you know what? We've been so... How long is our attention span at the moment with all of social media? Let's be honest. Every two seconds, we flip to something else, something else. We, we don't pay attention to stuff long enough anymore because there's all these distractions, which is, number one, Satan's new favorite toy is distraction because we don't meditate on the word. We don't focus on what God is saying. We're too easily distracted by all the other things. And so the question why, he asked, let me see why is this burning and not finishing burning? Why is this different? Why is this word here this morning? Why is this message? What is that that I can take from this? To question, to investigate, to care for what cause, what reason, what purpose? Why this message now? A call to holiness. But Toinette, don't you know it's the end of the year? We're all tired. Let's just get over this. Let's not worry about this now. But it's a now word, and it's a call right here, right now. So let's take note of what God is saying. And then I love this word. He said he turned to change the direction in which you are facing or moving, to call someone or something to face or to move in a different direction. Don't you get weary of confessing and doing it again and confessing and doing it again and confessing and doing it again? Isn't it time to turn away, to turn from, to walk in the different direction, to move in a different way? Because we want to hear from God. We want to experience Him. But He said to Moses, this is holy ground. There's a turn that we need to take place. We need to become, we need to change into or come to be something obedient. God's call is obedience this morning. Now, the other word called is to command, to request, to come, to summon, to call as a witness. May I see who of us here feel that we are called? I better see all of your hands because this is what God has said. He's called us. Each one of us are called, not just the ones with the mic. Every single one of us, everywhere we go, every day, every moment, in the stall, in the mall, in wherever, you are called. You're on a mission. You are called. What has God told you this morning? Who are you going to meet? Who are you going to pray for? Did you even ask him, Lord, who can I bless today? Who do you want me to touch today? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? What is my mission for the day? Because I'm called, Lord. 
I know I'm called. What is my mission for today? How can we, can we, how can we fight in an army if we don't have our, our orders every day? And then we look at the next word. Shoes. Shoes were a symbol of being dignified. The slaves didn't have shoes to wear. So shoes, people, ego, pride. That was the thing. If you had shoes, you were somebody in the, in the biblical times. Shoes also means to prepare for a task. If we look at all these scriptures, um, example, Exodus 12, 11, it says, put on your shoes, be ready to go at all times. So have your, we have the shoes. What are our armor that we wear in Ephesians 6? The shoes that are ready to preach the gospel of the good news. The message from God who spoke directly. When we see the angel of the Lord with a capital A in the word, that was the Lord speaking, God speaking already. And then we look at holy ground, obviously location that was deemed sacred or hallowed. I want to ask this morning, what is your holy ground? Every single one of us have a desire to hear from God. Am I right? We all want to hear and we want to hear clearly. This morning, may I suggest that the Lord is saying that we live on holy ground because we serve a holy God. He speaks, but there needs to be a cleansing, a purification. Carl spoke of it um, Colleen mentioned this morning when we prayed that the feet needs to be washed. There needs to be a cleansing. So what does the word of God says? He says, remember Matthew 5 verse 8. He says, blessed. Who wants to be blessed? All of us want to be blessed. Am I right? Sure. Blessed. And then the Amplified Translation clarifies. He says, happy, enviable, fortunate, spiritually prosperous, possessing the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor and especially conditioned by the revelation of His grace, regardless of the outward condition. That's blessed. Wow. That is blessed. And He said, that kind of blessing, who gets that? The pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in spirit, for they will see God. That is so powerful because we, can't, we have to make a decision to get out of the mundane, to move into the place of purification in order to be in the holy ground, in order to hear properly face to face with our God. Is there anything more pleasurable than knowing God is in the room speaking to you? If we look at the earth and how small the earth is in comparison to the planets and the galaxies, and we are a little speck of dust on this big little planet that looks like a dot in the scheme of creation, and this God that created that wants to speak to us, and we want to hear his voice, there's a condition. How was Moses dramatically changed? How did that happen? Am I still not back on? Okay. What transformed him from being someone who hid his face in God's presence to a man whose face shone brightly after conversing freely with the Lord face to face? What was that? 
because Moses had a revelation of the kind of ground upon which God must be approached. We know that Moses is the only man we know in the word of God that is called a friend of God, the friend of God, Moses, the friend of God. Do we not want that? Oh, they're trying to get this back up. Sorry, guys. Moses knew who he was in human nature. He had it in his heart to deliver his people. If we look at Moses, when he was still in Egypt, he saw an Israelite be killed. And he went to this guy's help and rescue, and he killed the Egyptian. And he, he looked around, and he buried it in the sand. So he was already in his human flesh and nature trying to deliver his people way before he knew the call of God on his life. Do you know what the name Moses means? Deliverer. Taken from the water. He was placed in the water, but saved from the water by Pharaoh's daughter. And he became a deliverer. Yes, there we go. Thank you. We're back on. So he became a deliverer because God has actually called him to deliver. I many times tell you, know what your name means because God's got a plan with your name. There's a destiny and a purpose in your name. Live your name. Know what it is. Moses didn't even know what his name meant, but he just knew he was called to be a deliverer of his people. And God called and confirmed that. So yes, he was transformed, but there was a price of obedience, and then there would be a great reward. So we need to ask God, what is the obedience that you need from me? What do I need to turn from? What do I need to look at? What do I need to recognize to, to be able to have you speak to me face to face and hear your call? David tells us that having a pure heart means having truth in your inner being. It's a deep inner in your heart, who you really are, paying attention to your thoughts. Oh my goodness, who likes all the thoughts they have? Me neither. Because the enemy puts thoughts in our mind and he condemns us and makes us feel guilty and that we can never ever get anything right anyway. So we need to recognize those thoughts and we need to captive, take them captive. And we need to give it to the Lord. What does the word say? We submit it to God. We resist the devil and he will flee from us. But there's an action, an obedience on our part that we need to do to walk in freedom. So we need to pay attention to that. We have our words, emotions, attitudes, and motives needs to be measured in line with God's word. What does truth say? Not just what thoughts are, because thoughts are part of the enemy's schemes. God will not bless Actions that come from wrong motives or an impure heart. All this human logic and reasoning has got to stop. I hear, even myself here, so many times we reason things away. We, we, we try and just make it okay. We don't want to go there. We don't want to face the hard stuff. We don't want to really look what is in my heart and deal with it. We just try to pretend it's not there, push it down. I don't have to face this. I don't have to deal with it now. But your circumstances are not changing. My passion in life is for believers to look like believers. To look like we have a king that is good and cares. Our lives have got to be different. We've got to walk in victory. We've got to walk in relational victory in our families. 
in our lives, a cleansing from sin. We have got to because we have a Jesus that paid for it us for us to be free. But I see Christians. I don't even get time to 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 talk to unsaved people because we're just trying to get Christians free all the time. Where Jesus already did it. We have to go and realize I've got to look at myself and get cleansed from this nonsense and I've got to go to the cross and appropriate what Jesus paid for me to have. It's got to cost me. I've got to be obedient. I've got to see and face what I need to face. I need to come to the Lord and reckon and see, Lord, I'm turning. I notice. I see. I recognize. I turn. I run to you. We've got to be more than conquerors. We've got to be overcomers. I'm tired of seeing victims instead of victors. We have to recognize this. Purity of heart is not natural to us. Oh, I want to say this. Excuses are reasons stuffed with lies. Excuses are reasons stuffed with lies. Stop, myself included. We need to stop excuses and do what God has called us to do, and deal with the stuff we need to deal with. We need to surrender. One of God's names is Jehovah Mkadesh, which means the God who sanctifies. He wants to sanctify you. He wants to purify us. He wants us to be pure and be holy. We can't just watch anything and say it's okay because it's a language. Maybe one or twice they'll do the F word. I can manage this movie. No! This has got to stop. We cannot do this. You cannot live in the world and walk in holiness and hear his voice and have this calling on your life. We can't bear that anymore. We've got to make a choice and not have human reasoning and logic anymore and find excuses why, oh, well, there's nothing else on Netflix. Let me watch this. God will understand. What if he doesn't? What if he doesn't want to? What if you're called to be better than this? Because he wants to speak to you. You've got a calling and a purpose. He wants to call that out of you. But we want to hear. We need to pay the price. First Thessalonians 4, 3 says, well, This is the will of God, that you should be consecrated, separated, and set apart for pure and holy living. How can we do that if we watch anything that everybody does? If we are not, we don't look different. We don't look set apart. I don't fear man. I fear God. Stop fearing man. Fear God. Obedience. Obedience. I'm going to share a testimony that I, that, that I received that I'm, I'm sharing with permission. Four-ish years ago, this lady started doing Art of Womanhood, and she was married with two small boys. She did it a second time. And a few months later, it came out that her husband was gay. And he left her for another man, moved out of George to another somewhere in the, in the country. And he had this boyfriend, and he got married to this man. And this man is an advocate. And what happened was, after the divorce, which was obviously very traumatic for her, and the two small boys, no income, a lot of stuff happening, and then the boys acted out very badly, and it came out that the father had sexually abused both his little sons, both the little boys, for a period of time. The older one started sharing, I think he was seven, and the younger one was four. And I won't go into detail, 
but it was horrific. And so the court cases started police stuff and she had to take the, doc the, the, the boys to this clinic and that doctor and this psychiatrist and this medical and Sansaya and this. And with all of this, she couldn't work and the boys were out of sorts and it was just a really difficult time. We started counseling, helping where we could, all of these things. And then she met a man, very nice man, good man, and he, uh, she moved in with this man. She had nowhere to go. She didn't have a house. She, the children were in a mess. She had no finances. She started working for this man, and he took her in. And she still loved God. She still prayed. She still did, did all the right stuff, but she was in this situation. And eight weeks ago, she came to me again, and she said, can I come for counseling? We, we saw her, and she said, Twadit, this is falling apart. My income, my, my children, my this, my that. His business isn't doing well. What, 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 what can I do? And so I said to her, an Afrikaans sê, roekeloos eerlik. I don't know what that is in English, but dead straight. Nee, yeah. So I said, son, I, I, whatever. I said to her, but she, I am sharing a testimony with her permission, but I didn't want to mention her name, but it almost slipped out, halfway out. But anyway, so I said to my girl, you know me the past three, four years. You know my heart. You know who I am. So I'm going to say to you now, straight as it is, how on earth do you expect a holy God to bless you when you are living in sin? You are sexually active with this man. He took you in. You are sleeping with him. Am I right? Yes, I'm right. So God loves you. Get that. He does. He loves him because he's also a believer. But you are living in sin. Now God cannot bless that. He cannot bless this relationship. He cannot bless your children. The court cases were going nowhere. The one child shut down. He couldn't talk. He didn't express. They were going nowhere with this. It was just chaos upon chaos upon chaos. And I said to her, you wanted count for my advice. Move out now. Move out today. But Toinette, I, I work for him. What's going to happen? Where am I going to live? Who's going to take care of How's it? How about we trust God? Ha, have any one of us heard about God? Okay. I said to her, I know, I see, but this man is not your source, is he? Human logic, reasoning, this is what's going on now. So can we have a kingdom mindset brain that goes, it's, a, it's opposite to what I see. This does not make sense. It feels almost reckless for me to tell her to move out with two little boys and go somewhere where, thank God her mother is still alive, but she doesn't live in George. She's a little bit out of George. But she, you know what she did? She had godly sorrow and repentance. She wept. She repented. She cried out to God. And you know what he did? He prepared holy ground. She moved out two days later with her boys, all the way there, it took effort, it was hard, it was a massive step of faith. There were no guarantees, she didn't know what was going, but she clung to Jesus. And you know what happened? A week later, after she moved out, this man that was not going to marry her because he was hurt in the past, and I'm not going to be told this, I won't tell you, I won't let you tell me to get married, blah, 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 all these things. He called me and he said to Annette, I'm in trouble, I need help. Can I come see you? And he fell and he started repenting before the living God. 
and he wanted to come back to God because he realized what he had done. He's moved away from the Lord. He came to repentance. He came to salvation. He got baptized. He called her, and they got married. They are serving God together. They've been to church numerous times now, completely a turnaround. Plus, they got married on Wednesday, this Wednesday. Thursday morning, she calls me. She says, Toinette, can I tell you something incredible? I said, tell me. You know, remember this mother, this ex-father, ex-husband, wants to see the children. The children. Weekends. Holidays. How can a mother send her children back into abuse? But if you don't, you're in trouble with the law. So what do you do? You have radical obedience. Because when she got a call on Thursday morning, Friday afternoon, after they got married, they received a letter from the ex's lawyers to say that he wants to sign the children over. He doesn't want them anymore. He's giving up all rights to the children, and he wants this new husband to adopt them. Come on. Come on. Isn't God amazing? Isn't God just so amazing? The breakthroughs in eight weeks after radical obedience, four years of chaos, eight weeks, the one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. It's a miracle. This is a miracle. The boys are safe. She is safe. She's serving God. Her husband is serving God. They are walking with the Lord. Can you see what happened when they obeyed, when they came back to the place of radical obedience? There was a price and a reward. They faced it, accepted it, allowed him to change, and blessing will follow. So today, I want to say to you, what does your burning bush look like? What is the challenge in your life? What is God using to try and get your attention? Sometimes something burns us to feel uncomfortable so that we can recognize this is an area in my life that I need to deal with. God is showing me that this area of my life needs help. What does God want you to see? When will you obey? How many more excuses, reasons stuffed with lies are there going to be? Will you turn? The one thing I've never seen, even here, is people running for help. Not being dignified, not caring what anyone says because there's a desperation for God and change. I don't see that. But I know that God's heart is for us. It's not condemning. It's embracing. It's wanting. It's rescuing. It's setting a path. So I want to say today, take off your sandals and follow me, says the Lord, because this is holy ground. Let your feet be the beautiful feet that bring the good news. I want to thank you, Father. I want to thank you for your heart that is for us and not against us. I thank you, Lord, that through obedience, you draw us into your loving arms this morning. I actually want everyone to stand up. And I want you to just become aware of the area where your feet are. 
And I want to just ask you to cleanse your heart before the Lord right now. Not the sin of adultery, but the sin of pornography, the sin of judgment, unforgiveness, hardness of heart, bitterness, the secret sins that people can't see on the outside. Can we trust the Lord as he's been speaking to us now to recognize, to see, and to turn? To turn away and to surrender. Just speak to the Lord right here, right now. Let it go. Let this be the last repentance. Sanctify us, Lord. Purify us, Holy Spirit, as only you can do. Help us to be radically obedient. Help us to throw away what we need to throw away. Burn what we need to burn. Throw out what needs to go. Erase stuff on our computers and television screens, Lord, that are not pleasing to you. Thank you, Father, that you draw us with your loving kindness because of your holiness and your desire for us to be set apart. Father, I come against the spirit of condemnation right now. I command you to lose every person that you're trying to condemn. This is not condemnation. This is a call to step higher, to come closer, to be more, to step into purpose and calling and destiny. I come against every spirit of lust in the mighty name of Jesus, and I command you to loose in Jesus' name and go right now. We draw our weapons against you and we stand with purity and holiness and we say, you are not welcome anymore. Go right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of anger, I command you to loose that person right now. You've just repented of anger. You've just repented. I command that thing to leave you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. There's a spirit of accusation. I come against that spirit of accusation and I command you to loose these people right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will loose them right now and go under the feet of Jesus. Complete release. That's right. That's right. Go. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. This is the atmosphere for freedom. If you need freedom, raise your hands right now. If you need freedom, raise it, raise it, raise it, raise it up high. The Lord is delivering right now. Go. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I loose you from that. I detach you from that spirit in the name of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. That's right. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. That's right. That's right. Let it go. 
There's a complete freedom effect, right? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. There we go. Just receive, just receive. Thank you, Lord. We just release it right now in Jesus' name. Just release it right now. You've repented. That's the way to let it go. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you fill this one right now, fill it afresh, Lord, with your purity and restoration, God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If there's anyone that needs prayer, run for it. I love Jules got her holy ground, walking on holy ground. 